JoeVertigan.com. This is episode number six in the Lowell Bennett podcast series, and uh, we're kind of coming up on the 1978 season. Uh, a lot of changes are taking place in the sport. Uh, Seymour Speedway, unfortunately, had to close. Your dad and Tom Hallida kind of, uh, they gave it their best shot. What kind of happened there, Lowell, at, at the end of the 77 season? Well, you know, in the pier... Paul Kazarowski went and ran De Pere from Seymour. Right. And then uh, Dad and Tom ran Seymour, and so we had the same problem where they were both running Sunday nights, and that was a it was a big issue. Right. And it split the cars and it split the fans. And Seymour always did have a harder time drawing a crowd than the other racetracks. Right. And so um, you know, Dad and Tom gave it their best, and and they lost a lot of money trying to promote that track that year. So. Partway through the year in 77, they, they closed the track. And uh, so it kind of took the wind out of Dad's sails uh, racing-wise and stuff. He had the Camaro that, that uh, we had built together. Uh, that was a straight straight frame rail car. Uh, had a dry sump in it and Jaguar aluminum radiator. And it was pretty special and it was pretty state-of-the-art um, car that we had built. <clears throat> and... Dad was so discouraged after Seymour closing and that he just he, he stepped away from racing for a few years. Sure, that didn't so, stop you though. Um, you it didn't. in 1978 though the gas there was somewhat of a gas shortage for a while. Uh, was the sport on a little bit of a downturn with Seymour closing? De Pere closed after the next year. Um, talk about that and uh, you know how it affected the local racing scene. How things were changing. Well, that was quite a. A hike, you know, in 73, gas went from being like 32 cents a gallon to 50-some cents a gallon. Right. And in 78, we had a second crunch. Yep. And it went to a dollar, a dollar 12. Right. And that was a huge deal for people. Right. Um, to be able to afford gas. <clears throat> and the same for us, you know, just driving to the racetrack and stuff. And... Uh, Dad, uh, Dad decided to sell the Camaro, so I bought the Camaro from him for $6,500 turnkey. It needed to be all freshened up in that because he had run it in 77 a year. Right. And uh, so I spent the winter redoing the Camaro and just was so excited. I worked my tail off to be able to, we did rebuilders and sold them and, and you know, worked for Dad full time to be able to afford to buy this car. And, uh, you know, for me, it was a, it, it was quite a dream come true. So in 1978, you were still running as much as you could. Uh, Oshkosh was also closed by this after the 78 season, right? Well, 78 season, there was a lot of stuff that happened. You know, I took this car in 1978. We went to De Pere and ran for uh, with Kazarowski, um, my dad's competitor. Right. But that was the first race that I raced the car. And I can remember... Uh, was this the white car with the two on the quarter panels? It was, or red, was it? And, red and white. With uh, with the two on the door and said the kid. Oh, that one. Yep, yeah, I remember I still that have one. The door. Yep. I still have a piece of the door. Sure. So we went to De Pere that first day, and Dad didn't even go to the races. Right. And um, you know, I had bought an old 1964 Dodge or 64 Chevy tilt cab pickup truck, the Gorilla. Right. And uh, <laughs> we we could tell a bunch of stories about that one too, but uh, we went to the race with the Gorilla, and uh, we made it there, and qualified fairly well and uh i remember that car turned and worked so well compared to that chevelle um we got in the feature and about halfway through the feature 
I went by everybody. Uh, I remember passing Roger Paul in the corner, and, and um, I had a full straightaway lead in that sure. race. And the, uh, I broke a uh, belt that, we had a cog belt that ran the uh, water pump and the motor overheated. And, oh, sure. And, uh, and so we had to pull out of the race. But uh, should have won the first race behind the wheel of that car. Wow. Uh, we had a very, very successful year with that car. We won features with that car, you know. Um, I remember winning dashes. I remember running some of the, the big races with all the Iowa Invaders. And, right. And, uh, and Paul Kazarowski was pretty good at drawing those guys up, wasn't he? Oh, my gosh. He did a he did a fantastic job at sure. promoting. He, oh, yeah. He, uh, he took it to the, the whole other level. He actually NASCAR sanctioned the pier at the, that time. The last year, yep, I yep. remember that. And, yeah. Um, so that was a it was a pretty neat deal. And those those races, there would be 50, 50 cars there, and there was no slouches. You know, so and not only the Iowa guys, you got the studs from Western Wisconsin. Your Leon Planks, your Tom Stidings, your Harold Mueller's. Those guys were no joke either, were oh, they? Oh no, those guys came and they'd bring their A game. Oh yeah. And. Uh, and not only that is is all of our heavy hitters that we had locally here. Yeah, you know, and so, you know, I was thrown into the mix of some pretty heavy hitters, and right. you know, didn't have. This is a one-off car, right? That nobody had a setup for it, or sure. nobody really to even talk to about a setup for this car. It, uh, you know, I remember setting wedge on that car, and we didn't have scales or anything like that. Everything was trial and error, wasn't it? Well, my daddy taught me the old way of doing it was he put a socket under the center of the rear end. Right. And you jacked it up until one of the tires came just came off the ground and you measured how far it came off the ground. And that would tell you how much wedge you had in the car. Sure. So we kept records on the car as to how, as to how far the right oh, tire wow. would come off the ground versus the left. Sure. So that was our setup. Wow. That's that's what we did. You know, that's that was how it was done in those days. So you were still running Shano and Kakana Thursday nights too? I ran everything. Now were you were you starting to get more competitive on the asphalt too by this time? Yeah, we definitely seventy eight I won some I won some semis at at uh Kakana. Right. Now keep in mind this is a dirt car that we were taking to Kakana and running against it. A lot of the guys that run full time asphalt. Right. So um we were competitive in the semi. Could I make a feature at Kakana with that car? No. Right. You know, I'm I'm running a big block in this car. We're sure. Running a quarter over 427 yet, and you know, on the asphalt, most everything is is going small block. Yes. And so that was that was a big uh, a big hold me back on that. Right. But you know, I had very very good success. You know, um, on our dirt tracks around here. You sure. Know, won a lot of stuff around here. And, you know, continued to run Oshkosh in 78, which uh, we'll talk briefly about that. Um, that was the final year for Oshkosh. Right. Um, and Leo that had run it um, kind of got in a scuffle with the fair board and, and um, we went, I think, a couple weeks without racing when the track got shut down and the fair board reopened it and finished the last couple races. So sure. I raced, I raced the last race that we had there um, was, was pretty cool. You know, we, uh, should have won that race. I had a, I had a half lap lead over Mike Milius and broke a fuel pump wire off. And he ended up winning, huh? He ended up winning. We came in and put the fuel pump wire back on and, uh, went back out. And I think I still ended up seventh or eighth, but sure. uh, that would have been my first big, big win would have been 
that one. Right. Mechanical got me there. Right. It's 1978. John J. Mayer Insurance was on your car, and I remember he's been a longtime sponsor of yours. How, how big was the sponsorship back then? Was it still in his infancy as far as guys trying to chase it down? Well, 1978, when I bought the Gorilla truck, I needed insurance for the for my Gorilla truck. Okay. And so, uh, you know, he, uh, John J. Mayer was sponsoring Gary Rayborn and John Gasky. Yep. And, you know, I saw his name on there, so I called John J. Mayer. Sure. Well, John J. Mayer came out to the shop, and he was all excited about racing, and as he has been for all these years. And right. What a wonderful man and great supporter of my sure. racing through all of these years. And so John came out and uh, talked to him about insurance, and and, uh, and he talked to me. He says, well, he says, um, if you're interested, I'd, I'd like to sponsor you. And I think if I remember right, the first sponsorship was about $350. Which back then wasn't bad, huh? It wasn't bad. It paid, it paid some bills. And sure. I, I was very thankful to have John on board, and, and, uh, for, and especially for all these years. And I still, I talked to the man yesterday. So, sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's still a, a big supporter and, and a huge fan of, of auto racing. Absolutely. We'll wrap up this, uh, this episode. We'll be back with another one next week.